Ladies and gentlemen, I am Tony Chimmel, and welcome to Road Trip After Hours. Please welcome your host, Mac Davis, and WWE Hall of Famer, Teddy Long. Holler! Mac Davis live from Atlanta, Georgia, as well as my famous co-host, WWE Hall of Famer, Teddy Long. Hey, good afternoon, Mac, and good afternoon, everybody out there that's getting ready to listen to a great episode of After Hours, 30-Minute Time Limit. Player, we got some good stuff today. Boy, do we ever. Uh, Teddy, we've had, you know, it seems like every week we come back and we get a lot of great reviews on the show. We appreciate that very much. But what I really want you to do is we have a segment of our show called Ask Teddy. That's where you can ask Teddy anything. Send those emails to madmacdavis at gmail.com or drop it on any of our social media, mine or Teddy's. If you'll leave those questions there, we might be talking about you on the next show. Right now, though, Teddy, I want to start off with something that uh, was big in the news for the last week. And for the last week, we've had several returns, uh, but we've also had some great promos in the ring. So I sent you a couple of uh, videos to watch, and I know you've seen some of it. Let's talk about two promos in particular. The first promo, Bray Wyatt and Bray Wyatt's return to WWE. What did you think about that promo? Well, I thought it was real sincere. Uh, you know, a lot of times now, you know, the, the wrestling business has certainly changed. And right now, you know, when guys do promos, they can kind of, you know what I mean, be themselves, you know, and a lot of it is, is not written by the writers. A lot of it's coming straight from the heart. So, and I felt that uh, Bray was shooting straight from the heart. I mean, you know, I, let me tell you some good story about Bray. I knew Bray Wyatt when he was a little, um, well, he's past a baby. I guess he's five or six years old because me and Mike Rotunda, his father, you know, we rode together for a while back in the day. And Bray Wyatt was a little boy and he'd always come to the arena and they had this big Rockweiler dog. And that's what Bray, Bray would sit there with that. And that dog followed that, that little boy everywhere he went. And you better not dare even went up next to him at all. So I remember, you know, playing with Bray and, and that Rockwilder, you know, back in the day when I first, you know, breaking into business. So Bray Wyatt is, is such a great guy, hell of a talent. And for me to watch him now all grown up and, and doing what he's doing, you know what I mean? And making and not making, he has made a great name for himself. Oh, yeah. So, you know, with Bray Wyatt, God bless you. And I, you know, and wish you much, much and plenty success. You know, uh, Bray Wyatt's one of those guys, and Jake Roberts made this comment to me at one of our interviews, that he felt like WWE had cut him off at the knees so many times that they almost killed the character that he worked so hard to get over. Well, uh, you know, sometimes, you know, things work like that. You know, some people might like your gimmick, and there's some people that may not like it. And a lot of times, the people that got the power, they're the people that are able to do you know, whatever, you know, they want to do. Uh, like I said, you know, sometime in this business, you know, you just have to be blessed, you know what I mean? And then right. that way, you know, you, you just go out there and I'll tell you, you know, and I, you know, I, I hate always trying to include myself and stuff because I don't want the people to think I'm trying to take credit for something, you know, in everybody. But some of those the things that we're talking about, that was kind of my deal too. When I first came to, when Vince first brought me, when I first started being the general manager, when they talked to me about that, 
they wanted me to be like Don King. Now, that's what the writers came and told me. Well, I can't, you know, I've I, I, I seen Don King, you know what I mean? But I never really, you know, paid him much attention. But, you know, if this is what they want, this is what they want. But I went out and just started being Teddy Long. And right. that was able, and Vince, when he saw that I could, I didn't have to be a character, I could be me, that made it even better because that's real. And so I, that's what I'm saying, you know, Bray Wyatt was blessed and I was blessed to be able to go out and be Teddy Long and not have to be Don King. Uh, one of the characters in WWE, and I've said this before, um, that really brought me back into watching a little bit of their product was Bray Wyatt. It was his storyline that really got me hooked. And when I say Bray Wyatt, I mean Bray Wyatt, not The Fiend. I wasn't crazy about The Fiend. I thought The Fiend got a little bit too far out there, where Bray Wyatt was a very believable backwoods character. You didn't know. I mean, you and I are both from the South. We know there are people like that that actually live. So Bray right Wyatt, now. Yes. Right and, now. And so Bray Wyatt's character as Bray Wyatt was very believable. But The Fiend, not so much. But whatever right. he does, he is fantastic on the microphone. Well, that's why I said I listened to that promo, and he got a little, to me, it seemed like he might have got a little emotional at one time. But, you know, when that happens, you know, that's real. You know, and I think right now, you know, that's that's the best TV in the world is be real. You know what I mean? Because times have changed, and you have to change with the time. Uh, if you hear a little barking, that's a uh, ruthless in the background there. I guess something is bothering him. Yeah, ruthless, <laughs> you, the security guard during the show. <laughs> yeah. Let's okay, talk but about yeah. it. Let's but talk like about. Said, uh, and, I'm sorry. Go ahead. Uh, yeah, but you know, like I said, uh, great promo from Bray Wyatt. Uh, just outstanding, man. And God bless Ray, Bray. And, uh, you know, like I said, once again, much success to him. And, uh, you know, I got to mention, you know, WWE here, you know, this past Monday night, you know, was a great show. Uh, it just took me back when I saw JBL come out. You know what I mean? I went right back to that Attitude Era. And uh, and he just, he's so great on the mic. Great promo. Okay. Well, wait, 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 wait a minute, though, Teddy. I, I agree. And I'm glad you brought this up about him being on TV. I actually made a little side note on these notes about JBL. Well, I, I always love JBL. I love his character. But damn it, man. Don't steal Mark Henry's pants and go out on TV. That, his pants look like he had a clown tent sitting around him. <laughs> well, that... Well, that's that's not the way that really is. You know, JBL's lost a lot of weight, man. So, you know, he put, you know, and he's getting himself in, you know, shape and stuff, yep. man. And he looks real good, man. You know what I mean? Oh, that's you can tell. I, yeah, he looks great. So, JBL probably, you know, he and he wants to call me cheap. But he's cheap, so he probably didn't go and, you know, buy him no new suits and that. And he's wearing those still same suits, you know, where when he had to wait on. Yeah, oh, yeah. I seen what you mean. It looks like he had on a balloon. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> There's some helium in that sucker and he can fly up. Yeah, but man, you know, and all I could see, you know, it, it, you know, I, I thought about this too. I, as he went out there and all I could see is me coming. JBL? Got some bad news and I got some good news. <laughs> you know? Oh, yeah, man. Yeah, that was great, man. That was fantastic just to see him come out there and walk out, man. Yeah, you know, your Baron Corbin, he's a lucky man. Yes, he is, because he's got one of the great mic workers. Again, we're talking about mic work here, and JBL was one of the best on the microphone. So, I yeah. mean, and the, the, again, a star people remember and still want to see. Yeah, uh, well, he, he certainly hadn't lost it. Let's talk about another promo that was big in the news, and that was MJF in the ring on AEW with William Regal. Uh, I know you had a chance to look at that. 
Well, you know, that that one was really uh, kind of touchy because I could see, you know, that the majority of that wasn't written. That was real. And, uh, you know, I, I tell people all the time, you know, a lot of people don't believe in karma. So when you do something bad to somebody, it may be a day. It may be a year. I don't know how long it may take, but it is going to come back to haunt you. It's called karma. So I don't know. You know, I wasn't there through all that. I don't know. You know, like I said, it sounded, you know, like a shoot to me, like it was real. I wasn't there, so I don't know. But I love both of these guys. MJF, I had a chance to meet him. Not, I hadn't been, you know, you know, like friendly, or, you know, able to hold a big conversation with him or hang out. And that. Right. But I had a chance to meet him on several occasions and he was always nice to me, man. Great guy. Also, William Regal, man. Regal was always a good friend of mine. And me and him, you know, come up through the ranks, you know, and I, when I was uh, managing and refereeing and all that stuff. So William Regal has always been a great friend of mine, too. Great guy. But MJF, you know, I think he kind of kind of let it all hang out and tell the truth. And, I, you know, and that's what I kind of like now. Guys can kind of speak out now, you know what I mean, and just tell what's really happening, you know, when you couldn't do that back in the day, because, you know what I mean, you'd get fired if you came out and said something, you know, but I mean, yeah. it's, you know, for guys to be able to come out and express their feelings, like AG, like MJF said, you know, all the naysayers, and, you know, if I can go back, if you go back to my Hall of Fame speech, you know, where that was one of the words that I used, and I was looking at some of the naysayers right on the front row, and I looked them right in their face and told them you, that, that I had no child. They said I had no child, and I would never go nowhere. Well, Vince McMahon and God proved them wrong, you know what I mean, and that was, those were the words I said. So, so when he hit that naysayer on me, buddy, that struck a nerve. You know, that really made me really believe, you know, that he was really coming from the heart. And we're going to talk more about that specific night of your Hall of Fame speech in a later uh, broadcast that we're doing. But I, but I do want to touch on that, let people know we're not just going to gloss over that. We are going to go back and discuss this at a later date. But I, I want to bring up that during that promo with MJF and William Regal, I almost felt like when it was all said and done, William Regal may have outshined MJF on the microphone. Well, uh, you know, less is more. <laughs> you yes. know what I mean? Always remember that. Less is more. So there's just a little bit of stuff you can say that will tell the whole story. And William Regal is a professional. He's a pro. He's, this ain't his this ain't his first barbecue. So, brother, believe me, you you, you had two pros in there, and that's why oh, I yeah. really enjoy watching them. And William Regal is still great on the microphone. I mean, he's he's always been captivating to watch when he speaks, which is a, a, a big plus for anybody. If you've got the ability to make people just want to watch you because they know it's going to be good, you're doing something right. Exactly. Um, let's see. I want to get in one more question before we have to take a break, uh, before we do some commercials here. Um, I'm going to bring up the Owen Hart death. Um, you know, I, I go back and I remember – that particular night in that pay-per-view. And it dawned on me the other day, you and I have never discussed this. Um, it dawned on me that you were the referee in the first match after that happened. Uh, well, yeah, I was right there in uh, Kansas City that night. Um, you know, what a you know tragic accident there. And uh, the only thing I can really basically remember about that is when it happened, you know, the next thing, you know, uh, I, I didn't see, you know, him fall from the ceiling or whatever from, right. you know, where he was but the only thing that i did see is when they were rolling him out on the stretcher and uh to, to me you know what i mean i'm 
I'm not a doctor, and then, but I looked at him, and he had kind of changed colors, and you know, it's kind of like, wow, man, I don't, you know, in my my mind, I'm just saying that's that's pretty bad. Do and, you remember uh, the match at all? I mean, that you I, and I can't even remember who the two participants were. I remember you were in it though. Um, no, I, no, I don't. I mean, all I know, I remember Owen was being the Blue Blazer. That he being that character that night. And like, like I said, that day earlier, me, him, and Godfather was just having a blast all that afternoon because, you know, Owen was a guy that he liked to pull pranks on people. You yep. know, he yep. loved that. But it was great. And so we were laughing just, you know, I mean, having a ball. And then all of a sudden, you know, that happened. It was just just it's quite stunning. And, uh, you know, like I said, but, you know, the show must go on. And we just tried to do our best to try to continue that pay-per-view, you know, and, you know, and try to give the people their money, their when money's when did you realize, or uh, let me ask you this, when did it hit you, uh, the reality of what had happened? Well, did it happened during the, the, the match while you were refing, or was it later in the evening? Well, it was later in the afternoon. Uh, I mean, it really didn't hit. I mean, I knew, you know, saw what happened, but I didn't have any idea that, you know, the man would be deceased. Right. And that's when it really hit me is when they come back and let us know that Owen didn't make it. And that's uh, that, that's when I really thought about it. Wow. All right. We got to take a quick break. We'll be back in 60 seconds right after this. This portion of the show is being brought to you by Ed's Nudist Colony and Swap Meet, where not only can you take your clothes off, but you can sell them too. To get to Ed's Nudist Colony and Swap Meet, just follow the signs until you see a whole bunch of naked people standing around bickering over prices. Also brought to you by Ed's Porno Pet Shop. This week featuring the all new line of Peekaboo Lingerie for sexy goldfish. and WWE Hall of Famer Teddy Long back with Road Trip After Hours 30 minute time limit and it's time now for Listener Mail 
He did it. I'm ready. All right. Teddy, are you ready for question number one? Yep, I'm ready for question number one, two, three, four, five, six, seven. Just keep them coming. Well, I wish we had that much time, but we don't. <laughs> Bernice in California, what is your Mount Rushmore? Well, I don't know what she means about uh, Okay, uh, she's uh, who are your top five wrestlers uh, that would go up on your the wrestling ma uh, Mount Rushmore? Well, I would say uh, Undertaker, um, Butch Reed, Ron Simmons, uh, let's see, Stone Cold Steve Austin, uh, Edge. Uh, That's five right there, I think. <laughs> <laughs> and there's a lot you left out. I know you're thinking that to yourself now. <laughs> right. Edge, and let's see, one more there would probably be... Uh, mm, Eddie Guerrero. Eddie, yeah. That, that actually, I can see that very much so. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. What uh, a great athlete. Yeah. Any great stories with Eddie? I, I mean, you know, I can imagine Eddie in the days of the Attitude Era. <laughs> well, no, I never had any great stories. I remember one time him and uh, Ray had had a match, and uh, I think they come back, and they, I was just talking to him about it and, you know, just given my expertise and uh, i think I, I don't know it was something i think i mentioned to eddie or something about it and he you know i'm like you know just talking about it but he took that real serious he said yeah goddamn, you're right you're right ray i told you i told you <laughs> you know but you know and but that you know but to me you know for them to accept something for me at that particular time you know what i mean it made me feel real good and let me know i knew what the hell i was talking about all right, let's see. Giselle, Giselle, Giselle. I hope I said it right. If I didn't, I'm sorry. Uh, from Nebraska, she wants to know, did you work with Mr. Kennedy, and why didn't he do more? Well, I did work with Mr. Kennedy, and I'll tell you a good story about him. Um, before he became Mr. Kennedy, he was one of the guys that came up for the enhancement talent. And uh, one night, he we did the Sunday Night Heat show. And he had a match with Rodney Mack, and we were doing the white boy challenge. And that's when he came in with the white hair and everything, and I cut this promo on him, and I told him, you want to be white so bad, you even dyed your hair white. So, <laughs> <laughs> so uh, yeah, yeah, I did work with him. And like I said, they gave him an opportunity to, you know, to really get there. And sometimes, you know, it ain't just the officer's uh, fault. Sometimes it's the individual. You know what I mean? So sometimes, you know, success too soon. That can play a big part in it, too. So, but uh, like I said, I, I, I don't know, you know, I'm not back in the office or booking or writing. I don't know what, why they, he didn't go any further. But like I said, sometimes the writing's on the wall. Sometimes you can stop your own push. Yeah, a lot of times your personality can kill a push, uh, especially with the boys in the back. Uh, if you can't get along with a couple of guys who are key players in the organization, you're probably not going to last long. Well, and he wasn't like that. He, You know, he got along with everybody. You know what I mean? You know, it may have been some other issues, uh, but... Yeah. Like I said, I worked with him here recently and um, at an indie show, you know, and I had a chance to see him. And we, do, you know, had a chance to do some stuff in the ring together. So he's always been a great guy. But like I said, sometimes, you know, and I watched that happen with a lot of guys that, you know, I just don't say nothing. But, you know, as soon as they get on that TV, they lose it, you know. Yeah. <laughs> so, yep. Yeah, I love the Mr. Kennedy gimmick. I, I thought it was one of the, it, it, you know, visually on TV, especially as open when he walked out, Mike would drop from the ceiling with the lights into the ring, old school, you know, feel. It was a perfect presentation for him. Yes. Let's see. Antoine Maurice Davenport from Facebook asked, 
at what point in your career did you realize you could be a wrestling manager or talk on the mic? Also, he also goes on to say, frankly, your mic skills are underrated. Well, like I said, I, I didn't realize it until I got with Vince, uh, Vince McMahon, because like I said, I I mean, I had guys, I never would forget, God rest his soul, Bobby Heenan and uh, uh, Gene, uh, Mean Gene. They come to me one time in WCW, and they said to me, they said, Teddy Long, you can talk. He said, man, if when you ever, you, if, if you, if Vince knew you, he would, he would blow you up or something else, take you to the top or something like that. But Bobby Heenan and Gene Oakland, they told me that. And I, you know, I said, thank you guys. And I never paid that any much attention. But then when I did go to work in the WWE and I started working with it, all that started coming back to me. You know what I mean? And I started yep. remembering, you know, what they told me. And then I started realizing to myself, oh, okay, I do have it. But, you know, you have you have it sometimes, but a lot of people never let you know. Or either they'll come, they'll tell you, well, you know, that wasn't too good. You, you're going to have to work on it. You know what I mean? Always keeping you down and not giving you the positive. You know what I mean? And that's what I try and do now. Mac, you've been with me on several uh, indie shows. Yes. And you see when I talk to those guys, I don't cuss them. And you know what I mean? I talk and, and, and make it plain to them. If this is what's wrong and this is what's right. Yeah, and, we, like, and, and we've said before when we started this show, it's our view on wrestling. We may be blunt at times, and that's exactly what we are. It's not mean. It's just that, uh, quite honestly, there's no sense in all the bullshit when you can just get right to the point and say what it is. And then another thing, too, you know, a lot of people say, well, Taylor, you yes, a man. You don't know nothing about it. Man, let me tell you something. I know more stuff. I probably forgot more stuff than you'll ever learn. Yeah. You know what I mean? Because I've been in this business and I'm still going right over 30 some years and I learned how to keep my ears open and my mouth shut. So that's how I learned a lot. So I surprised a lot of the guys that I've been around. They didn't have a clue that I was, you know, had the knowledge that I had, but I just kept all that in because when no sense me, you know, they weren't going to let me use it there. So I just waited and just kept it. You know what I mean? I said, maybe one day I'll get a chance to share my knowledge with some of the young talent and try and help them out. And you know, Mac, that's exactly what I do with every one of them. I try and help. I want to see you make it. That's what I want to say. I want to see you make it. That's all, you know, and if you don't, if you want to listen, I'll talk to you. If you think you know it all, then move on. Yep. Yep. Absolutely true. Teddy, we are out of time. I want to squeeze in as fast as we can. Superstars Fan Fest. Uh, you and I will be there this coming weekend. For those of you who are listening or watching this after the fact, it is on October 22nd, uh, this coming Saturday. A lot of big names on that card. Oh, yeah. We're going to be there. You know, I'll be there with Big Meet and Greet. I'll sign an autographs and stuff, and they'll get a chance to see the Rock and Roll Express and a lot of other superstars, man. So make sure you make it this Saturday at uh, up there in Rome, Georgia, to the Fan Fest. And I think they got a big wrestling event after the Meet and Greet and everything. So this is going to be off the chain, player. It is. And we're talking about uh, Jake the Snake Roberts, one of the premier talent that will be there. Gangrel, Rock and Roll Express, of course, Teddy Long and myself. Uh, Rock and Roll Express, as he mentioned, Baby Doll, uh, Buff Bagwell, although I don't think he goes by Buff anymore. I think he goes by Mr. Bagwell. Uh, <laughs> shout out to Buff. I had a chance to talk to him uh, maybe a couple of weeks ago, you know, and, you know, he's working with DDP now, you know, and right. trying to 
you know, get itself straightened out. And that, that thank God, that's that's it. Because here's what you got to understand. And I, you know, we all been there. I've been there. I was on pills and stuff one time so bad. I had to take five or six lawsuits even to function, you know, so wow. I could even get up. Yeah, I was like that, too. You know what I mean? So, I, but I'm here to tell about it. I'm here to talk about it. You know, God has blessed me to overcome that. But like I said, I told Bagwell and, I, and anybody else listening right now, it's real simple. If you got a problem, it's because of you. It's like if you got a cocaine problem, if you don't pick up that cocaine and put it in your nose, it don't get there. So it's just that simple. It's you. So get in touch with yourself. And just say, hey, I'm tired. That's what I said. I'm tired. I don't want no more of this. God, please help me because he'll help you if you want to help yourself. I'm living it. I'm living proof of it right now. At my age, I'm still in the gym for days out of the week, you know, and I look, I'm in a better shape now than I've ever been in my life. And I look a lot better than people that are my age. So not bragging, but I'm just saying, you know, I, I you know, quit worrying about how old somebody is. Worry about whether they can do the job or not. It's just that simple. Straight talk from a WWE Hall of Famer, Teddy Long. I'm Mac Davis. This is Road Trip After Hours. We'll see you next Friday. Holla.